You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. 162 regular season games, six months of travel, flights, hotels, and baseball. Join us now for a behind-the-scenes look at a season on the road with the Oakland A's. Vince Catronio takes us on a journey around Major League Baseball. Starting now. Welcome back to another edition of A Season on the Road. I'm Vince Catronio, and today our special guest runs Foley's New York Pub and Restaurant. They're right across the street from the Empire State Building. They are arguably... The best sports bar in the United States. It's full of baseball memorabilia and other memorabilia from other sports as well. We were hoping to do this in person at Foley's with Sean Clancy, who runs everything there at Foley's. Unfortunately for me, but fortunately for him, he's got a family event back home in Ireland, and you'll hear the accent to prove it, so we don't get a chance to do this. But I think it's important for A's fans because part of the Season on the Road podcast has been trying to bring out some of the things that happened in some of the other cities. And, of course, in New York, you've got museums, and you've got the Empire State Building, you've got the Statue of Liberty, you've got the 9-11 Museum. There's a lot of things to do. But as far as a, a nice little corner of the universe to think about and enjoy baseball and enjoy good sports fans, Foley's is the place to be. I've been there on many occasions. I've brought family there. I've brought fen- friends there. It's a lot of fun. And I want to talk about the history of this with you, Sean, as we welcome you in. And, I, I, I want to start with you from your beginning with Foley's. You've got a unique background. Your family does in terms of the entertainment or the, uh, you know, the hospitality business uh, in the great New York City area. Well, Vincent, first of all, it's great to be with you. And again, I apologize we can't do this in person, but I would be three days into seven drunken nights in Ireland by the time you guys hit New York <laughs> next week. And uh, thank you for the kind words about Foley's. Um, well, basically... The, the long story short, I'm a seventh-generation bar owner. Uh, obviously, the first one here in the States, but uh, you could basically say the hospitality industry um, is in my blood. And uh, it's actually something that um, is very important to me. And Foley's was basically has become the coming together of the two biggest loves that I have, apart from family, obviously, which is the hospitality industry and baseball. And it's, uh, I always tell people that I wouldn't have Foley's if it wasn't for baseball because a lot of the connections that I've made um, through baseball led me to have been able to open my own bar here in New York City. Tell, tell the folks that are listening to this the history of, specifically of your dad and one of the great places, has a lot of history in, in New York City and two shores where your dad was involved as well. That's right. My father, who actually hates baseball, which is kind of surprising. Um, but my father uh, was on the ships for years. Uh, he, he, I think he's been around the world seven times. He's been to Australia 20 times, and he settled in New York in the early 60s. And he worked in two iconic um, establishments. He worked at uh, the Rainbow Rooms in Rockefeller Center, but he also worked at Touch Yours. And Touch Yours was the place to be not only for sports stars, but also for um, movie stars, TV stars. So, you know, he, my father, it's kind of funny. I, 
when when you talk about I would show him pictures of famous players he had no idea what sport they were but he could tell you two things he could tell you what they drank and he could tell you if they were good tippers so he he took care of you know the likes of DiMaggio Mickey Mantle um, Frank Gifford you know Jack Dempsey um, all of Muhammad Ali and then obviously you know guys like Sinatra Jackie Gleason uh, Bob Hope and uh, so I grew up listening to stories um, about this, I, 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 I read everything I could get about Touch Yours. There's a great documentary, if any of your listeners ever get a chance, if they want to experience a little bit of what New York was like in the 50s and the 60s. This, a documentary was actually made by Tuts's granddaughter, Christy Jacobson, called Tuts, and it gives you a great history. Um, Tuts is a guy who basically started as a bouncer during Prohibition. And... Um, you know, the story, some of the stories are absolutely legendary. Some of the stuff that he did with Jackie Gleason, um, Tuts is responsible for reigniting Frank Sinatra's career after, uh, you know, he got associated with Lucky Luciano and no one would touch him. He was blackballed. And Tuts talked Bing Crosby into having Frank on his Christmas show, which was a big deal back then, and that reignited his career. And the next thing was he got the movie from here to eternity. You could go on and on just about that, and, and there will be another time for that possibly. But I want to fast forward to somebody from Ireland where baseball isn't exactly a, uh, you know, a sport that's, that's caught on like it has in other international countries. Tell me when you first fell in love with the game of baseball. Well, the first thing I'd say is we are efforting strongly towards growing the brand of baseball in Ireland. And uh, I somehow get affectionately referred to as the godfather of baseball in Ireland, which kind of scary because normally all God, godfathers do is show up and give money but we are working on, on, on developing and as we're hoping that within not the next World Baseball Classic but the following one that Ireland will have a team in it um, but how did I fall in love? So obviously as I said my father was here I moved back to Ireland I was born in Ireland um, but he had a lot of friends who stayed here and when they would come home for the summer you know their kids were introducing me to American sports and American music while I was introducing them to Irish sports and Irish music. So I had a very close friend, and uh, he was he was teaching me all about the Yankees, all about, you know, Motley Crue. Well, I think that, that I taught him all about Irish football, uh, soccer, and U2. So I think from a music point of view, he got the better end of the deal on that one. But, I mean, I didn't know that much about baseball. I would read about it. Um, I tell people the story, and it kind of has an A's connection, but I was seven years old when uh, one of these aunts came home, and they brought me home a Reggie Jackson T-shirt. I thought he was one of the Jackson Five. I didn't know any different. I was like, you know, I'm like, he's American. His last name is Jackson. He's black. He has to be one of the Jackson Five. I got to tell Reggie the story afterwards. He thought it was kind of funny. but uh, But so I would read. I was, and again, through my father's connection, you know, he, he would tell a story and he'd mention, you know, like, well, even growing up in Ireland, everybody knows Babe Ruth, and everybody's heard of, like, DiMaggio, you know, because of the, the Simon Garfunkel song, you know, but I would read yearbooks, I would read all about it, I didn't, you know, and, and we wouldn't see, you know, we would get to see an occasional game here, they're not like now, my, my, my two kids live in Ireland, and my son, uh, they're both Mets fans, and my son knows more about the Mets because he gets up every morning and he can watch the game and rewind in like 30 minutes on MLB.com. But when I came here first, 
you mentioned all of the you know the the great places to see in New York City, you know whether it be the Statue of Liberty or the Empire State Building, which is actually across the street from Foley's. Um, the first place I went um, was Yankee Stadium, and until the day that they tore it down, it was like every time um, I would walk in and walk to my seats in the upper deck, and when you came out of the tunnel into the you know into the bowl, and you looked out and you realised that you know. Like you know, the the outfield wall was the original outfield wall of the of the stadium, but you realise that Babe Ruth was on the mound. This is where DiMaggio played. This is a root. I mean, it's the history of baseball. The history of baseball and the history of the Yankees are basically interwoven. Um, and but I fell in love with the history of the game. I love the fact that like there's not a broadcast that you do where you're not mentioning a player who maybe hasn't played in 25 years. I love the fact that when my son was here. You know, he he knew every bit as much about Lou Gehrig as he knew about Scott Brocious. Um, And the other part of it was, so I was a bartender for the first probably 13 or 14 years that I was here. And, you know, when you're talking about baseball, you're not talking about religion. You're not talking about politics. You're not talking about the weather. And, you know, you can have a baseball argument and it never gets heated. You know, you can, and that's the great thing about you know being in a city like New York. You know, a guy come in and he'd say, "Oh, I'm from Oakland, and I can bust his chops about you know the A's or about the Coliseum or about you know, or we could talk about his his team." And that's how I got to know people throughout the game was just through my love of the game. And again, it would make the night go faster. And the other thing that I'm a huge fan of, or more so when I was a bartender, was trivia, and I would collect like great trivia questions and guys would come in and want to know what the trivia question of the week is or what we used to do in the off season is I would put a blackboard behind the bar and we would put a question up that would be debated for the week whether it was who's the most overrated player in the Hall of Famer who's the most underrated player in the Hall of you know questions like this and um, like you said that was that was it but I love the history of the game I love the fact that it's probably the only sport that while it has changed and it's changed a lot in the last couple of years the game in itself hasn't changed. You know, I mean, you know, you think of any of the greats. Uh, the argument I always make is, you know, if you bring Jim Brown back, who might have been one of the greatest football players ever, I don't think he can play the game now because how bigger and stronger the players are. You bring Will Chamberlain back, same thing. I don't think he can play. But, you know, you bring Gordy Howard, Bobby Orr back, the game has changed. But, you know, you bring you bring back, you know, Babe Ruth or you bring back some of those guys, Christy Matheson, they can still do it. You know, they can still, they can still, and that's the beauty of it. And the other part of it is too is you look around the game, and you know, where else does a guy like Jose Altuve get to, you know, get to play the game? It's, it's, there are great stories, and, and you mentioned Reggie because Reggie was just here when the A's were playing the Yankees here at the Coliseum. And to your point, Sean, and we're visiting with Sean Clancy, who runs Foley's New York Pub and Restaurant, and is the premier sports bar in the country it's a great place it's a casual place it's a fun place the the people are there to to take care of you sean is there almost every night and when he's not traveling for weddings back to ireland uh but with reggie he was standing behind home plate and that point that you just made is something that we commented on here in the booth is that look how reggie stands next to aaron judge or you know even gary sanchez or giancarlo stanton and just the difference in the size of the player, and yet all that Reggie accomplished in his time is so significant in comparison to what 
so these young players are attempting to do, and, and it, the size does does make a difference. When did you when did you buy the bar? When did you when did the bar morph into you always had a baseball and you wanted various uh, baseball players, baseball figures, and even people outside of baseball but involved in sports start signing baseballs and start build that wall, which has over three thousand signatures now inside that inside that great uh, that great bar. Including one signed by yourself. I'll forget that fact. Um, and actually, I just on that point, we just recently added um, a baseball signed by Pope John Paul II, who is how actually you, a saint. How do you get this done? I, I, that, that was through a friend of mine who, who had done some work in, in Italy and had kind of looked out and had gotten a private audience with the Pope, and he signed a couple of baseballs for him. And I, I basically spent 10 years trying to nag this guy to give me the baseball, and um, he passed away, and his family gave me the baseball. So I was, I'm, I'm, it's, to me, it was the holy grail of baseballs. You know, I, I mean, you know, you can... You can get a baseball signed by Babe Ruth, or you can get a baseball signed by Ted Williams or Cy Young or any of you know, you know, depending on money and all the rest of it. But you know, he, there aren't too many. So he he's a bona fide saint. So as I like to tell people now, I have four thousand baseballs, one signed by a saint, and four thousand signed by sinners. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of truth to that. How did how did it first start? What what do you remember about well, the first hand I mean, that you if got? Well, I take a step back, you know, I mean, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I didn't set out to achieve what we have achieved. I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, growing up in the business, I taught, I knew a lot about the business, and boy, was I wrong about that. I learned every day. But, you know, I knew what I wanted. I wanted, um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to uh, open an Irish bar. I wanted someplace, you know, and like everybody... Has an, has an idea of what an Irish bar means. It's normally a warm welcome, friendly environment, you know, good food, and obviously good drinks. And uh, so that's what I started out with first. And then um, the baseball stuff kind of started a little bit after that. Um, I had, you know, I, I did, I'll I, be honest with you, I didn't, I think I had one, I had one signed baseball when I moved in here. And actually the first ever signed baseball was Joe McEwing who's now the bench coach for the White Sox. And Joe has been a very good friend of mine and a very good friend of Foley's. And um, he is, you know, he is the, uh, the, the, that's where it started. But what I realized very quickly was, you know, that there are three groups of people in baseball that mean a lot to me. Um, and that would be um, umpires, scouts, and the media. And I don't say, I don't mention the media just because of the fact that if I don't get enough baseball at Foley's, I'm also dating Christy Ackard, who is a beat writer covering the Yankees for the Daily News. So it's not to say it was before this, but what I wanted, you know, it's a long season and it's a hard season. And, you know, I mean, I really, I laughed. There's a lot of talk recently when people on, you know, I listen to talk radio and they're like, well, I don't understand. Why do umpires need vacations during the season when they have four months off in the off season? And I don't think people realize the grind that a season has on those guys. I mean, even on, on guys like yourself. I mean, it's, it's great to be able to say, well, you know, you fly on the charter and all the rest of it. But it's a lot of time away from home. It's a lot of time away from family. It's a lot of, like, consecutive days in the road. It's a lot of getting into a city at 3 o'clock in the morning. And then you guys have to get up and, and, and do your work, at, you know, regardless. What I wanted to do is I wanted... Everybody that comes to Foley's that has never been here before, I want them to feel welcome. I want them to feel like, you know what, if, if even if they've never been here before, feel like they're at home. 
And I really wanted to do that for the, my friends that are in the media so that, you know, I mean, you're on the road for, you know, 180 days a year. That's a lot of hotel bars. That's a lot of hotel rooms. I wanted to provide some place or where, you know, you come to New York where you can sit back, where you know somebody and you can relax and you're not on, you feel maybe, you know what, it doesn't feel like I'm on the road and you know what, we'll have a good time, we'll bust a few chops, we'll, we'll drink a few beers, well, I don't drink, but, and uh, we'll talk baseball. Well, and that's definitely... basically what I, what, what I wanted to do and that's why I started the collection of baseballs because I wanted to recognize the role that those people have. So, you know, people come in and say, well, you know, why why should I send a baseball? I said, well, you know what, you play an important role in the game. You know, we have uh, scouts, we have clubhouse guys, we have radio guys, TV guys, you name it. And, and truthfully, and I mean this in all sincerity, the relationships I have with those people mean more to me. I, I, I am, would be more excited when you guys, as the as the you know the A's broadcasters come in, then then the players. I mean, because a lot of a lot of times players don't really care. There are players out there who who kind of get it, and I have I'm lucky enough to have a lot of friends throughout baseball. David Wright came here on his first night um, in New York. He came back to see me on his last night in New York. You know, and and I've developed great relationships with a lot of those players. Problem is, most of them are retired now, but you know. Um, that's what it is. It's just it's 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 good to be able to you know I, I I I hate this time of the year because the season's like whittling down and I'm like it's I I kind of like spend the whole month of September, you know, saying my tearful goodbyes to you know the guys that I know because and again like you know what's what's disappointing is you guys only come in once, right? You know and I and truthfully I plan my you know you said I'm here most nights, I plan my entire summer around the Yankee and Mets schedule, the umpire schedule, because I want to be make sure that I'm here when they're here. Um, obviously, I'm lucky enough with, you know, there's six teams that come in three times. But, you know, a lot of the other teams only come in once unless it's for, for um, interleague play. And, and, you know, those relationships are important to me. But it, it all comes back to the basic thing. And this goes for, you know, any of the people that are listening to this, you come to New York, you know, always ask for me. Always say hello. Say hey, we heard about you on the podcast. Maybe we'll send them on the uh, we'll send them on a, on a scavenger hunt, and if they can find Vince's baseball, we'll buy them a beer. That's basically it. It's a combination of, uh, but it comes in its basic form. It's just well, you know, hospitality. You know, I mean, and that's and you do an amazing job of that. I mean, you walk in and you are welcomed. Without question, whether you are behind the bar or walking throughout the bar or coming from, you know, from the back offices to come and say hello. And for A's fans, as we visit with Sean Clancy in our season on the road, he runs Foley's New York Pub and Restaurant. It's a great sports bar. It's right across the street from the Empire State Building. It's on West 33rd. You can't miss it. It's a it's a, it's a great place. And I know you've got a lot of baseball stuff, but baseball isn't it. I'm just curious if you could give me, you know, a, a handful of some of the most unique pieces of sports memorabilia you have and you and you rightfully so brag about this this is a place that has a maybe the largest collection of some of the free memorabilia in sports and I'm, I'm wondering for some of the other fans that are going to you know make their you know their trek to Foley's what they can expect to see when they walk in the door 
Well, I mean, from from an A's point of view, you know, I mean, people always giggle when they look up in the the, the rafters and they see the "Get Off My Mound" T-shirt, which I I, I have from uh, a few years back. But uh, and actually, Dallas I do be happy have, to know that. I do have um, a game ball from Dallas Braden's perfect game. How did you uh, acquire that? By the, the fan by the four umpires. Now, seemingly Dallas Dallas has never been to Foley, so at some point, because if he does come, I would have him sign it. But next to his baseball, uh, I have, uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough, I have a collection of uh, game balls from Perfect Games and No Hitters, but I have two pieces from Roy Halliday's um, Perfect Game. I have, uh, I have a, a, a game ball that's actually signed by him. There's only like four of those in existence. But through the through a relationships I have with the Ump's Care Charity, the charity run by the Major League, by Major League, uh, Major League umpires, um, a couple of years ago at an auction, I was able to buy Mike Demuro's mask that he wore for the perfect game. So I mean, there's only one of those. Um, you know, we have I have the plate shoes that the home plate umpire wore for uh, Johan Santana's um, no hitter. Um, I actually have on loan from one of our customers, the last out of Dennis Martinez perfect game where okay. he basically he he gave it to this lady who was like Mrs. Expo and her nephew has given it to me, um, which is kinda cool. I mean I have a, a, a Giants New York, New York Giants uh Super Bowl ring from the nineteen eighty six series. Um you know we have some fun with it. I have a I have a you know, I have a uh, football helmet signed by Tebow, and it says on it, signed by Jesus, and Jesus is cross-eyed and says Tim Tebow. Um, but we have, I mean, uh, like I said, we have 4,000 baseballs, but it covers the gamut. We have politicians. We have porn stars. We have football stars. We have basketball stars. Uh, you know, and because of the, 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 the Bay Area, I actually have the bag that held... Uh, the Larry O'Brien Trophy that the Warriors won for the first time. So when um, when Clay Thompson's brother, who was at the time with the White Sox, came in, I took it down and I said, "Hey, listen, why don't we take a picture of this? You can send it to your brother and tell him that I have something that he doesn't have." You know, <laughs> so it's it's an eclectic. You know what it is, Vince? It's a, it's an eclectic collection. You know, I have never. You know, we have as well as the four thousand baseballs. I think we probably have in excess of a thousand bobbleheads and you know i i've never i've never sought out a piece apart from the pope bulb i've never sought out a piece for like monetary reasons um you know it's just it's i i like the weird stuff i mean people, people kind of laugh at me but like one of people say well, what's the most interesting thing one of my fun pieces is it's actually just a souvenir cup from fenway from the um, I guess I want to say the 2003 se season. It was Kurt Schilling's first season with the Red Sox. Well, the first 25,000 cups dispelled Schilling wrong. Okay. You know, <laughs> I, I also have a, a T-shirt that the Colorado Rockies gave out. Um, uh, you know, a giveaway T-shirt where they spelled Tulowitzki wrong. I have a bobblehead um, uh, f uh, for a guy who that that. Um, Never was released because he went down and he never came back up. Um, you know, and again, but what I what I love is I love when people wander around and 
you know, there's a story behind most of the pieces, and people stop me and say, you know, the questions I get asked all the time is, how much is it worth? How much is it insured? So what's the most expensive piece? But, and then they'll say, well, you know, what's your what's your favorite piece? What's, you know, and I, truthfully, I don't, I mean, I don't have, because there are so many stories connected to every piece, whether it was the night that I had you sign the baseball, whether, you know, it was the night that the people gave me the, the ones, you know, and people say, oh, no, no, you have to have one that means more to you than the rest. And I'm like, I, you know, and, and then, to be honest with you, um, my my son and daughter uh, live back in Ireland, and they're 24 and 21 now, but my daughter came to me when she was six, and again, this was right at the, you know, the start, the infancy of Foley's. And she said, Daddy, uh, Emma's name, she said, Daddy, can me and Ryan sign a baseball? And I couldn't come up with one reason why they shouldn't sign a baseball. So I had the two of them sign a baseball, and it's on the wall with the collection. And, uh, you know, I mean, if that's something a little bit special, but, you know, it's, you know what, I, you know, it, it's kind of funny. There was a, a, a guy came in to me a couple of years ago and uh, he asked to see me and I went up to see him and he had tears in his eyes and uh, he said you know I just want to thank you and I said I, I don't understand why you're thanking me and he, he pointed to a ticket that was on the wall for just a random baseball game I'd been to maybe five or six years ago five or six years before that and he said you see this here he said I took my dad to this game and he said he was very, very sick, and he died the next day. Wow. But that's my lasting memory was taking him to the game. Well, you and, uh, you know, I started to cry, and I said, do you have your ticket from the game? And he's like, no. And I said, well, here. And I took the ticket down, and I gave him the ticket. I said, wow. you have this ticket. I said, I went to the game, but I said, that ticket means way more to you than it does to me. Absolutely. You know, and, and so, like, you know, I, like I said, I love when people come and enjoy the memorabilia and, you know, the, whether they'll, they'll laugh and joke about the positioning of some of the baseballs, and you know, like like I said, and they're you know for the most part they're not in any set order apart from certain sections. We have a 500 home run section, we have a Hall of Fame section, the media sections together, the umpires and the scouts are together, but everything else is mixed up. So you literally can find like the best best of the whole. It is is that um, Bryce Harper's baseball is right next to Taylor Swift, and. There's a reason for that, because when Bryce came to Foley's, he was 17 years old. And he asked me if I would put his baseball next to Taylor Swift's. So I did, and to this day, he still gets his balls busted about that. And, and in fact, every time he goes on with uh, Matt Dispersion and the boys on, on the MLB Central, uh, or you know, the one in the off-season, they will still bust his balls about, so is your baseball still next to Taylor Swift's? And he gets a giggle out of it now, so... Um, and then, you know, and then the other thing that we added a couple of years ago was I started the uh, Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame. And I am the president of the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame. And you might ask, well, how did I become the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame? <laughs> I named myself the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame, and nobody's ever questioned me on it. That's I get introduced as it, and it's, you know, but, you know, if you've ever... Uh, Cooperstown is just a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, place to come. And I always, I, I would tell people, I tell any of your listeners, because obviously, you know, there are, there are fans of the A's out there who are going to maybe make a trip to New York and try and make it coincide with when they come, when the, when the A's are playing the Yankees or they're playing the Mets or even, God forbid, the Giants fans out there too. We do let Giants fans in too. But, um, <laughs> you know, I always tell them, I'm like, you know, if you're going to come that distance, 
It's only another 250 miles to go to Cooperstown, you know, and it's well worth it. If you've never been, it's well worth the trip. When I went there and I, I saw, you know, the contribution that the Irish had early on, you look at the early names on the walls and the Duffys and the Kellys and the Pudgalvins and, the, you know, McGraws and Madisons and stuff like this. And I was like, wow, and it really impressed me. And then I was like, you know what? I'd like to do something to kind of not only highlight that, but to highlight the contribution of um, the Irish in baseball, not just players. So we started this, and, um, you know, about I think we're in our 12th year, and we honor the contribution of Irish in baseball. So we have put, we've done executives, owners, um, obviously players, managers, general managers, scouts, media members, clubbies, We've run the gamut, you know. Even uh, we, we had a couple of celebrities that have a baseball connection and an Irish connection, and uh, we've had a lot of fun with that. And um, you know, we've also, you know, and, and plus too, there's a lot, a lot of guys that are in the game that are very proud of their Irishness, and this is a combination of the both. I mean, actually, one of them, believe it or not, is Brian Cashman. You know, he definitely doesn't look Irish, but his middle name is Maguire, and he might be more Irish than I am, and I was born there. <laughs> you know, so it, that's the, that's been a fun part the last twelve years, and you know it's a, you know it's it's uh, you know we've it's it's I've been lucky enough to you know it's opened a lot of doors too, and we've got, had some fun experiences. I mean, I went out to Minnesota to present Tom Kelly with his award. I went to Cincinnati to present um, uh, Hal McCoy with his award. I went to Dodger Stadium to present Vince Scully with his award, even though Vince Scully and my father are second cousins. And I get to meet Vince Scully, and I was like, you know, I mean, it's Vince Scully. I mean, it's the greatest of all time. Indeed. And, uh, you know, so I walk into the, and I've got like six million baseball questions, and all he wants to talk about is the town in Ireland where his mother was from. Mm. I was like, I left Ireland to get away from this, and I can't get him away from it. But, <laughs> you know, and uh, or going to Texas to meet Nolan Ryan. I mean, again, Nolan Ryan. He walks up to me in the dugout, and he says, are you Sean? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, hi, I'm Nolan. I've been dying to meet you. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's my line. You're Nolan Ryan. I'm the little Irish guy that owns a bar in New York City. You know, you're like, you know, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. But, you know, also very proud of his Irishness. And, again, that's just like another part to what makes Foley's Foley's. But, you know, it comes back, but it comes back to the most basic thing, and that is, you know, it's a chance to just relax, enjoy, and like I said, enjoy the memorabilia and have a look around. You know, it's there are probably guys out there who have, you know, bigger collections, but as I think mine might be the largest privately owned collection that's on public that's on display. Well, we're visiting with Sean Clancy. He owns and runs Foley's New York Pub and Restaurants, the great sports bar. It's right across the street from the Empire State Building. This has been a, a great journey through how this has all come together, Sean, and I, I can't thank you enough. I do want to end on this. And you know, you're, you're talking about all the, the things, especially as you tied in here at the end with the Irish American Hall of Fame. You're from Cavan in Ireland. And Correct. Cavan Biggio is now in the big leagues. I've known the Biggios. I've known Cavan since he, since he wasn't around. You know, our kids played wiffle ball together in Houston when I worked there and Craig was still playing. Now, you know, Cabin, Cabin's name, because his mom, Patty, Craig's his wife, Cabin, yeah. she's, she's Irish. 
and that's how he got the name. What what does that mean? Do you have you met Cavan yet? Um, have you got him to sign a ball yet? What what would that mean to you to to have that true connection come full circle? Here, here's here's the funny story. And just for record, for the record, one of the first the the guy the first guy to ever who's ever like acknowledged to be the first ever home run hitter um, was from Cavan. You know, and that's going that's going way back. But the funny story about about Cavan Bijou is, um, so I'm reading one of the gazillion sports publications that I get just after Craig retired and the Astros had him on the field with his wife and the two kids and I'm reading underneath and it says Cabin Biggio. So uh, a good friend of mine and I guess a good friend of yours too, Jimmy Stanton was the PR director for the Astros at the time. And I said, I called him up and I said, Jimmy, what's the deal with Bishio's son? Is it really Kevin? He's like, yeah. He said, it's someplace in Ireland. I'm like, that's where I'm from, genius. And he's like, <laughs> what do you mean? I said, that's the, that's the county that I'm from. And uh, he said, yeah. He said, uh, you know, Craig's in-laws are from there. So I happened to be going to Ireland the following week. So I went home and I got T-shirts, hats, anything that I could find that had Kevin on it. And uh, came back, sent it to Jimmy. Jimmy gave it to Greg, and he's like, he was like, uh, oh, my God, that's, that's, that's awesome, you know. And uh, so, and he said, uh, he told Jimmy, he said, Jimmy, when, we, when the Astros go to New York next, uh, he said, I want to go with you. Well, the unfortunate problem was by the time the Astros came back next, Jimmy was in Tennessee. So I have not as yet met Captain Bishop, but he's well aware of it because, you know, through all the guys that I know um, with the uh, – with the White Sox, oh, sorry, with the Blue Jays, you know, I basically I told everybody that I can this story, and I was like, you know, I said, I'm, I said the least you could do now is come and sign a baseball. I said, you know, I, I gave him all this stuff for nothing. So I'm hoping to see him. Um, I'm very excited to meet him. And actually, yeah, because for finally when people can say, now granted, I do have to at some point have a little chat with John Sterling because he can't pronounce it. <laughs> and he calls him Kevin, and I was just like, it's just, it's like, you know, a little piece of me dies every time I hear him say that. But you know what? It's great to see him up. It's great. To, I mean, it's it's great to see what they have going there with, you know, not only with him but with Nante Bichette, Son Bowen, with Vlad Jr. I mean, and and even, you know, the the, the Fernando Tatis Jr. right there in in, in San Diego. But right. it is very nice that finally, you know, I guess when people say where are you from, I'm like Kevin, and they say. Kevin Bishop said, "Yep, we're from the same. We, we went to the same school, so <laughs> it is very exciting, and I am looking forward to uh, at some point. Because actually, the funny thing is, I have 4,000 signed baseballs, and I have a Hall of Fame section that has like 200, and the one I'm missing is Craig Bishop, and it's just it's one of those things where it's just never would. I've met him, but it's been a long time ago. But it's just never the right setting for me to get signed a baseball. So hopefully, at some point, we will make that happen. But." Um, I do appreciate uh, it. Uh, and actually, the, thing, the funny thing about it is, too, is that uh, his, I guess his uh, daughter um, is a very good softball player. Yep. And uh, almost uh, qualified for the uh, Irish softball team. Wow. That's great stuff. Yeah, so. Sean, I'm sorry I'm going to miss you next week. Uh, safe travels to Ireland. This has been a great journey. Again, Ace fans, it's Foley's. It's on West 33rd. It's right across the street from the Empire State Building. You're going to walk into a place that you just can't imagine. They've got And they've got great food, and they've got great people working there. It's a great atmosphere, and you get a chance to kind of waltz through, literally, through baseball history and a lot of just general 
sports history. And I promise you this, Sean, we're going to New York next week. And, and Dallas Braden is on that trip with us. And I will get Dallas personally to Foley's. And I'll get him to sign that shirt for you. To Foley, you get Dallas to Foley's. I will, we will open the case. We'll take that baseball out. And we will have him have him sign the baseball that that from his and it's it is you know it's a, it's an it's an authenticated uh, it's an authenticated baseball. Well, two things I'll just say. One thing is, well, there's a good. Hopefully, we get I get to see you in October when you guys come back in for the playoffs. So I like the sound of that. that one. You know, but here's a little baseball ditty. Just when you're talking about Dallas Braden's uh, uh, perfect game, which most people don't realize, um, that was the same season that uh, the the infamous uh, Galarraga. Not perfect game with Jim Joyce. Right. That was the same crew. So oh, had, yeah. had, had that happened, you would have had the same crew have two perfect games within six weeks. That's amazing. And that's the beauty of baseball. How well, you know it's it can how things can tie up. How you know I mean that's that's one of the other things about baseball is that every every time you go to the ballpark and I mean you're there 162 days a year. You have a chance to see something. You can chance to see something that's never happened before. I mean, the Yankees and 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 the Dodgers played a game last night. You know, and and um, Labrador's or not Labrador's, but uh, Gary Sanchez hit a home run, fastest catcher to 100 home runs in the history of the game. I mean, when you think of the guys that's gone before him, whether it be Bench or Yogi or you know even even uh, Piazza, sure. you know, that's that's the beauty of it. You never. Never know what you never, you're going to see. That's why we keep coming back. Sean, thank you so much for doing this. Sean Clancy, who owns Foley's Pub and Restaurant in New York. I look forward to seeing you down the road, partner. Thanks for all the uh, memories, and uh, we'll do this again another time. Take care. My pleasure. Anytime. Sean Clancy from Foley's joining us with this special edition of A Season on the Road. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.